Blog Talk Radio. I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep Life's a living hell, puddles of blood in the street Shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks The poor run with smoke lungs and scar face Who need a hero? hero. You need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero Who on the front lines, the ground zero? hero? My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture's coming It's all prophecy and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good Then that's what it gotta be All powers to oppress people African power to an African people and black power It's me, I'm back, I said 8.30, I came back at 8.30 because this is a message that I wanted you to hear, not just a message I wanted you to hear. This is something that I feel needs to be discussed in the black community. We are in an uproar, an upheaval, a justified and righteous indignation. No people should tolerate what we've tolerated for century upon century at the hands of white America. Not only is it inhumane, it's insane. Is exactly what it is. It's insane to perpetrate the types of things that it's been perpetrated against black America, and it's insane for black America to have had uh, uh, tolerated that, that type of treatment and to continue to tolerate that tri- type of treatment. And this is what we see. We're hearing now the, the most um, – it's becoming now one of the most oft-repeated quotes of Dr. Martin Luther King that – Rioting is the voice of the voiceless. So what we hear is the voice, a very loud voice of a people who have historically felt deprived of any opportunity to express their dissatisfaction with the social, cultural, political, economic, uh, exploitation, oppression, suppression, and everything of black people in America. This is what this is in a nutshell. And it's, a righteous indignation, a righteous anger. Am I saying that what's taking place is righteous? It's not me. You know, I'm reminded of what I did, brother, our predecessor, Franz Fanon, had said. And he said that it is not for, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it's not for anyone to tell a revolutionary or tell people how they should fight for their freedom. 
So it's not for me to get on this program and sit in the past judgment on on the people out there participating in their form of expression of dissatisfaction. I'm not. This is not what that program is about. But what it is about is the effect of their expressions on the black community now in the immediate and in the future. We're getting a response from this unlike any other response from any president or any administration in office in history or current history, memorable history for a lot of us, for a lot of us. I'm sure our grandparents remember uh, uh, Bull Connors and the likes of uh, Governor Wallace and these racist bigots who pepper the history of America with their shameful deeds and acts, with their crimes against humanity. You know, I feel like if we, if the Jewish people can go back and find the participants of war crimes and uh, members of the Nazi party during World War II, then I, and, and hold them accountable today, then I think that those same conditions and standards should go. So I'm talking about those old criminals. I'm talking about those bigots. I'm talking about those blatant racists who did everything in their power to prevent black people from evolving and advancing. And now we see in this generation here the frustration of centuries of oppression. And this George Floyd being the straw that broke the camel's back. All I'm saying is shit, probably about time. But what effect is it having? And how uh, is this empowering or how vulnerable is this leaving us? As exhilarating as it is, as stress-relieving as it is, as powerful as it is, What we see taking place throughout the cities of America is very powerful. I liken it. I'm a person who watches international news, and I'm fortunate enough to be, and I call this a blessing, to be interested in foreign policies and politics. And when you see civil unrest, when you see uh, tyrants, when you see debt posts, when you see these people who crave and try to hold absolute power by any means, even by use of the government to suppress its masses, to keep its people down, you see their response a lot of times largely like what you're seeing now. So what I was seeing now, it reminded me a lot of what I see in these countries who even this country will say is fighting for a democracy, fighting for a voice. I don't know personally if that's my personal fight and people that I get with fight. We're not fight. We understand that that fight has been fought, and we still have people who are fighting that fight. They remind me of the uh, Vietnamese who are deep in the jungle and don't know that the Vietnam War is over. They don't really grasp that that, that, that fight is or has been Uh, not the most successful in helping our advancement. Yeah, we have accomplished 
and have made a few achievements. I'm not going to poo-poo and shoo-shoo the whole, that whole movement away. We made a few accomplishments and achievements. But the overall picture and the time span of frame in which these accomplishments and achievements have been made and at the cost of life and bloodshed and loss of property for these small, tiny achievements are, in my opinion and estimation, not worth it. Not worth the right, the unalienable, the unalienable right to live as a decent, free, unobstructed, an unhindered, evolving human being. That unalienable right that every human being, every species actually wants to enjoy but especially every human being, a human right. So we talk about that. But in our talking about that, we, 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 we want to know where do we see ourselves in this fight for human rights, in this outcry. I think I have my brother on the line. Let's go on and bring my brother in, man. Y'all going to be, yo, let's see. Hey, Wakusu. Well, cool, too, brother. What's good, man? All right, good, man. Black power, all power to the peoples. Black power, all power to the people, man. For those that don't know, that they haven't caught the voice yet, this is my brother Shaka Shakur, man. Uh, and y'all up on the history, so I don't have to give a, give a rundown on the brother's history because I didn't bring the brother on the show to give a rundown on the history. The brother and I do a show for the brother's candid viewpoint, his frankness, and I think not just his ability to see between the lines, in, in between lines, in the meantime, in between time type of stuff, but the experience that goes with it. You know, some are funny, some are tragic. <laughs> you know, I, the, how we've lived it, because we have been here before. Understand, believe me, you, this is nothing new. We have been here before, many times. In our particular memory, it was the Rodney King. The nation exploded about Rodney King. Before Rodney King, one of the biggest that stands out to me was what kicked it off was the Watts riots, but it broke out in New Jersey, Cleveland. It broke out everywhere, the uprising, what I was taught to refer to it as. You know what I'm saying? So this is nothing new. What we do want to do, though, is begin to see new results from it. We've always seen the results from our reaction Believe me They pay attention But in their paying attention It isn't the reaction that you want When we did it with the Watts riots And the Black Panthers The reaction was the SWAT team When you do You see the reaction Your reaction Their reaction isn't the acquiesce Their reaction isn't to meet your demands Because a lot of times We don't have clearly stated demands But their reaction is to militarize Even further so what are reactions? I ain't saying that's always a bad thing. I ain't no scared brother. But what I am saying is this. For our brothers and sisters who have taken that particular route, and this ain't about ousting nobody, man. We don't get down like that. Not in the times right. of this time. Ain't nobody on that. What I am saying is this, though. For our brothers and sisters who have taken that route, don't you see what's going on? Don't you see the protesters being brutalized? 
Aren't you catching the news? What's happening nationally? Police running them over with cars. I'm up here in the Midwest. I'm on my way to Louisville to address horses. Right. I'm on my way to Louisville to address not just Sister Taylor, but also now the brother David McAtee, who was uh, killed by police and National Guardsmen, trigger-happy police and National Guardsmen, because they say, they say, somebody opened fire on them. That's what they say. How do we know it wasn't just them shooting? We know they have a history of this, even amongst their own. Remember Kent State. Please remember Kent State. So they open fire on their own. But even more, even, okay, even more so when it's us. Yo, Shaka, man, listen, I'm going on. Give me your, what is happening, brother? What's going on with everything, man? I think the first thing that is going on, and I'm going to do it for like the positive across. The pro okay, is that it's good. definitely the flames of revolution. Let's be real clear about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is, it, it is that. The, the question becomes how do how do we fan the flame, and like you said, how do we make that flame work for us? Because we're back there again. The fl- revolution is rearing its head because this contradiction is real, and it's not being dealt with, Word. and anything is Word. being pressed. So being that it's being pressed, I think it's, I want to say it's a beautiful thing on behalf of the people. They're rising up. That's what's up. You know, I think another thing that's going on is you, you um, I think what's being tested is the African's ability to dictate exactly what our self-determination looks like. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking across wow. the board and like, this, this is that testing ground now. Like, you know, even when it comes to the allies that we think we have, uh, these Antifa groups and all these other groups, I'm watching how strong black forces have this psychological hold on not being able to place our allies where they belong if they're our allies. So our our true self-determinating ability is being tested across the board. You know, even when it comes to the, I was speaking somewhere earlier, the family of George Floyd. Like again, the African Revolution is not about one family, you know, or one person. It's an unfortunate uh, thing that took place. But again, why are we not stepping up and saying, "Hey, we feel you, Mister Mister Floyd, about what you want for your brother and all that"? But this movement is not your movement. This belongs to all of us, and you're an unfortunate victim, a calamity in a struggle, not the struggle itself. So these are things you know we're going to have to start challenging. You were talking about something. You and I were talking earlier, man, when we were rapping on the phone, and you were talking about something I thought was, 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 was heavy and needs to be heard here when you talk about his brother getting on there, saying certain things. And, my, and listen, our hearts go out to the family. Our condolences to no the question. personal loss of the family. But like Brother Shock is saying, he, uh, I turn our people into martyrs. He is a martyr for a larger cause. But you were talking about influence. We go into a little bit about yes. influence, because now I see even Jamie Foxx has come out and say some killer Mike uh, for those in Atlanta, the Mayor, Mayor Little. So go into a little bit about the influence that is going on now. Okay, one, one thing we have to learn, and, and we learned in political education, you and I, Propaganda and propaganda is is done through influencing and influencing is the the real power is the influence and to the ability to have that influence move in a direction. So how do they do that? They'll get, let's say, Yanga comes on at eight o'clock and he says we're going to carry eggs to the supermarket, y'all, and then 
in two hours, I come on a separate broadcast and I say, we're going to carry eggs to the supermarket. And this keeps getting repeated. Subconsciously, those listening will begin to say, hey, where are you going? I'm going to carry eggs to the supermarket. And you don't even know why you're saying it. You know, this is something that's done on social media. When you're a blog, when you're a blog celebrity, you're a blog host, they call you a social influencer. A professional influence. Right. So this is what's taking place. Right. We have Keisha Lance Bottoms. And don't get me wrong, no disrespect to the sister. She's the mayor. She's doing her thing. But she has this language because they are still politicians at the end of the day. They have a script to follow and a job to protect and a status quo to, to, to definitely protect. So she's saying this is not the spirit of Dr. King. These 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 rallies are these destructive rallies are not in the spirit of, you know, real no real struggle, et cetera, et cetera. Then Killer Mike gets up and says the same thing, like in the next next turn around. Then I hear it again from the family. Then I hear it again somewhere else. So now you have people in the street saying it, like this struggle is not the right struggle, and this struggle is not in the spirit of Dr. King. And I ain't trying to be funny, but most of these comments are coming from people who've never really studied Dr. King. These comments are coming from people who haven't really studied worldwide right. revolution right. to know what a revolution right. looks like what right. it doesn't look like. You know, most we've been involved right. with the situations within the borders of US, USA. So, you you know, until right. you study scientific revolution, you don't know what it looks like. And you're repeating things. And this is mm-hmm. that influence we're talking about. And I think all influence, like any other maneuver, must be counter-maneuver. You know, uh, mm-hmm. before I go to counter-maneuvers, well, real quick, is, is the police taking these. That's another influence going on. Right, right. That's what I want to touch on, the other influences that are coming in. What I'm watching now, what I'm seeing now taking place is the media are interviewing a lot of white liberals, a lot of Mm -hmm. white leftists. You know what I'm saying? And you hear Mm -hmm. now, it's just bigger than just a black-white issue. It's a human human issue. It's about, you know, morality, which Mm -hmm. they're absolutely right. But I think it would be more effective coming from a black mouth because we can't forget we're talking about the human rights of black people. We're talking about the immoral practices uh, perpetrated against black people, not just against humanity itself, but specifically against black people. And too many times we get caught up in the shuffle and lost, and our issue is pushed to the back, and it'll become a human rights issue. It'll be like China or some stuff. Right, right. It's like, you know, we we fall into that because – we have quote like I heard on the news every day somebody was quoting Malcolm and Malcolm X said it was mm-hmm. about human rights, not civil rights. He did say it was about human rights, but he was clear to say that those human rights arguments are strictly due and because of and for black people. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so we we just absolutely. have to really like I said earlier, this we have to grab the reins right now. Have we done that? Is 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 there a, you know, and like I said, this isn't a show of bashing black leadership. It is a show of us, to, you know, saying, hey, you know what, let's really, really, really seriously examine what we're doing. We had the years of posturing. We had the years of uh, profiling. You know, now let's really examine because these are peculiar times. This is not only... Are we in the time of complete civil unrest and discord and chaos? We are still facing a pandemic. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sir. We are still a pa- facing a pandemic, a pandemic that goes away when a pandemic that seems to vanish when the cops whooping your ass. Though <laughs> <laughs> ain't no social, ain't no social distancing. You know, then. Oh, what happened to that? 
Right, exactly. <laughs> you see? So, I mean, you know, so every – but that just goes to show our every move, we have to begin to start to calculate moves. So is this – you know, where are our black leaders? Where are our men and women of renown of some type of – where you were talking about earlier, social influence? And what would you suggest some of that message uh, would be? In fact, hell, I'm talking to a man of influence. What would your message be about uh, taking control? Of what's happening, taking taking control of the momentum for black people. I think the first thing that we have to do is identify it as our struggle. Clearly, our just all struggle. Hmm. struggle. Yeah. This is our struggle. You know, percentile-wise, black people are the ones dying at the greater level. We're the ones being right. persecuted at the greater level. So it's our struggle. Now, being that it's our struggle, the next step is. You know what? What? What are we going to put in? What do we want from this? Like you said about clear demands. I hear people talking about police reform, government reform, control of the police by the community, and I'm not against any of those things as a preliminary. But ultimately, what is the final step? Are we talking about separation? Are we talking about self-reliance? Are we talking about restoring comfortability so that we can keep we keep moving on? Those are questions we have to ask. So I want right now. I think that everybody in our communities should. Take the lead. You know, if you're out there at a rally, right. don't let Antifa take the lead. No, you're here to mm-hmm. be allies to the black cause, right? So fall behind a black group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be the weather underground. Right fall behind right. the black group and, and show that support for the African struggle. I think that we have to stop, you know, uh, doing, you know, we, we wipe them. Like people, again, I'm watching Malcolm and Dr. Khalid. Sonny Abubadika Carson, and all those kind of voices being wiped out so that we can talk about just one person, King. And I have nothing against Dr. Martin Luther King. I really feel like people should stop hiding behind him and really do what he said. If you're really about that kind of passive aggressiveness, then I need to see more people on that line getting your head cracked so you can expose just how crooked the police are. Because that was his tactic, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, and it's not about they don't bite into it like that. You know, when we talk about influencing Mm. the movement or the momentum at this particular time, I understand they know that they can't stop the tide. They can't stop that outburst of energy, that outburst or that that outburst Mm. of an expression of complete and total dissatisfaction with the status freaking quo. They can't stop it. So what they will try to do is influence, influence it and direct it. So all the references to yeah. Dr. King, all the references to this type of avenue we should take, more of a multiculturalist, integrationist, you're tearing down your own stuff, this is your, you know, you're an American citizen, this isn't how we get down like the police chief said, it was funny, in New York who had taken the knee, this is our city and these outsiders come out, but this is the same stop and frisk state. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, this right. is the same pig that was, so now all of a sudden right. we're, this community active, and, you know, we, we have this uh, community concern. Right. Listen, let me do the plug. You're listening to the first episode of Let's Talk About It, man, your host, man, Yanga, my other host, the other brother you got on with us, Shaka Shakur, and we're just rapping about it. We're rapping about the whole explosion, just everything that's going on, the uh, white participation, the fact that this is taking place in a pandemic, the influences and the influencers of, of the movement, just the whole thing. What's your take on it? Press one, we'll let you in. We love right. to hear about you. Uh, hear what you think about it. We can talk about it. We can discuss it. Uh, 
and it's the floor is always open. But Shaka, yeah, but man. What I would so, like to see, you know, to go, I would definitely, I would like to see more, more, more influence, more people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, fan in the fans, because. Something we said the other day on the phone, and I just want to bring this out to the people that are listening. We have to understand, no one controls the revolution. There's there's no one person that's going to control the whole thing. You know, and, and we don't got to call nobody to do what you do. Put the brakes on. Don't speed past that statement. Will you please say that one more time? Don't speed past that one. What there's what? Revolution. There's no leader in the revolution. The only wow. thing that leads the revolution is the contradiction that gave birth to the revolution. That's it. That mm. is always going to be your Listen, leader man. until you resolve the contradiction. So all these wow. people sitting up on Listen. these chairs, you know, wondering why nobody called me, because we don't have to. Because we don't have to. There's no leader of the revolution. Listen, let's go to the phone lines, man. Somebody called in. They want to share Let's open you up. Definitely. 1388. Your mic's open. Black Power. Black, Black Power. Power. What's going on, my brother? This is Brother Robert, man, from behind me line, huh? Hey, man, what's going, going on, brother? On, nephew? What's happening, What's man? going on, my brother? What's happening? What's, what's Not happening, much, man? man. I'm glad you could call from... I'm, 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 I don't like to hear you you still behind enemy lines, but I am glad that you could call in and share with us, man. Listen, man, yeah, Robert, yeah, what's going on yeah. man, with the take? What's the take with the brother from the brothers behind the lines, man? What are they saying about all this going down? Oh, uh, man, you know, they got me in another camp, man. And, you know, we had uh, we had an issue. Uh, it's mainly black brands, but... You know, um, we had a couple of issues with these pepperwoods to help. And, you know, we had to let them motherfuckers know because, you know, uh, for some reason at this camp, they like to crowd around the TV and watch, uh, uh, like, during the Monday Black History, man, all all the pepperwoods was crowding around the TV watching the, 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 the slavery shows. And, you know, I flipped out about it because I'm like, y'all motherfuckers won't be watching this. Because for one, excuse my friend, you know, I don't like white people trying to teach us our history. And for two, I don't feel like there's no reason y'all should be all gathered up in front of the TV and I don't see not one brother in front of this TV. So I immediately turned it. But um, we had some uh, trying to, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry about my, my language. We had some people trying to get out of control, you know, um, trying to justify uh, the killing of our brother. And what I was letting uh, these pecker wars know was, is no way that is that much force should be used against a man who's already handcuffed to do and, and, and telling you he can't breathe. But for some reason, um, these people found it uh, amusing to the point where you know they wanted to uh, huddle again. So, you know, I went and got a few other brothers because I, I, I put a big impact on this camp I'm at. And uh, for a while, these people, before I got here, has been scared of white people. And when I got here, I really opened their eyes up to our history and who we are and what we should be standing for. And, man, I got about 100 people with me willing to go ape shit, you know, at any moment now. You know what I'm saying? Just being real on the movement because now mm-hmm. they ain't no more. You know, their eyes been closed so long, you know, I'm in Bainbridge, Georgia. 
So, you know, it's like uh, people here are still uh, modern, real, real life, modern day slaves. They call, they yeah. call these white people, uh, like, it killed me to hear it, man, like, master and, and sir and mm. boss. Like, really calling that. Mm. And, you know, I had opened mm. a lot of these brothers' eyes up, man, and, you know, let them know what the movement really is and what it's about and, and their worth. They don't know their worth down here. And I had yeah. to help these yeah. brothers come to the light, man. And, you know, I just think it's, it's, it's horrible that we're going through this again. You know, yeah, here we are again with this. And I think while, uh, like the brother was saying, while we got the momentum, we need to keep our foot on the gas and actually go ahead. All right, the, the line has been crossed again, okay? But this time, things, they're, they're, they're handling it in, uh, I say, a 50-50 manner, meaning a good way and a bad way, you know. Um Keep your foot on the gas. We got to keep our foot on the gas with this one, man, because we're Absolutely. too far gone now to stop or to let them get back full control. You know, screw their curfew, That's screw right. all the stuff they're talking about. You know, it's time for us to start eating the rubber bullet and, 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 and putting our, 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 laying our hammer down because we, we, we kind of up right now. We kind of win it, so it's, it's, it's best for us to keep the momentum going and keep our foot on their neck, man. That's right. Well, you know, one of the things, man, too, and, and, and I'm glad you called in. Listen, let me say this on this number I got right here. Is this where I can shoot my personal math, man, because I still want you to build. You just start a chapter. You know, if they moved your camp, yes, you just start a chapter right there in that camp, you know. You yes, start sir. a chapter, yes, we can talk about you know, all right, we'll talk about moving your rank up. You see, you start a chapter there, a whole new chapter on your own. Ain't nothing nobody. You'll be captain running stuff. All right, but we'll, 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 we'll wrap about that aspect. But one of the things I wanted to say about that, though, uh, Brother Robert, and for the people to listen is absolutely, we have a momentum. We have the world's here. We have the nation's here. Everybody's looking. Everybody's like, all right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What are they going to do? Now, here's the time for those revolutionaries that are seasoned, that have the experience to begin to organize this because there are consequences with actions. You have to say, like yeah. you said, that line is crossed. They crossed that line. And I wouldn't yeah. even say that they crossed the line. They have always been across the line. The only thing is, is we've crossed their line. We said, you yeah. know what? But we've done it before. But So That's the right. lines have been crossed. Now here we have to judge ramifications. Are we beginning to organize enough to, like I said, my call to the more defense-oriented uh, mechanisms. Do you have a solid defense plan in place? Should when these yahoos, I ain't even talking about the government, when these yahoos begin to rise? Because understand, this is not a conventional war. There are no uniforms involved. We as the civilians, as the masses, as the people, and specifically black people, don't have a particular uniform that distinguishes us from uh, from combatants and civilians. Therefore, they will go after, and even if you did have uniforms, they will do like they do. They go after soft targets. What I mean by yeah. soft targets is they go after non-combatants. Look at uh, what's yeah, his right. name, uh, John Roof or Roof? What's the guy's name? It went in a chuck. Dylan Roof. You can't. Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof. You, right. You can't get more non-combative, non-confrontational, non-aggressive, non-threatening than the black church. That is the most sanctimonious 
peaceful, cheek-turning institution in the black community. You can't go find a more peaceful place on the planet, more a place more unlikely to have a firearm than the black church. Yet it was targeted. So when we cross these lines, are we reacting? Are we in our emotions? See, there's a difference between emotions and feelings. I ain't saying don't feel no kind of way about it. You should. You're not dead. I hope you're not a social bath. I hope you're not one just, uh, you know, that is not shaken or moved by anything. You should feel. But feelings have rationale and intelligence tied to it. Some form. Even if I don't understand your rationale, it has some form of logic, even if it only makes sense to you as to why you're feeling that way. You say, I feel this way because such and such, such, such. An emotion is free. An emotion comes and goes. An emotion can lead towards deeper feelings or feelings on an issue. Your emotion can lead you to have feelings about a thing, but an emotion is fleeting. This is so I don't want this to be an emotional response. At least allow it to be birthed into a feeling. When you feel some kind of way about something, you want to change that shit. If you don't like how you feel about it, you begin to look to change it. What do you got to say about uh, what? Do, what do you think about what some of the things Brother Robert was uh, expressing, Chaplain? I mean, being being a former prisoner of war myself, you know, everything he's saying is dead right, and that's the attitude we gotta have. That's the organizing that we talked about earlier. It's not grand, big scale. It's small pockets of success. You know, it's going into a local situation. And like the other day, I was in the store, and this is right after the, the, the murder of Brother Floyd. And this Asian, you know, we got beef with them. This Asian was talking to one of our young sisters at the store like she was a slave. Now, she's a young girl. She's not going to say too much because she's trying to get a job on. I understand. So I'm standing around all these other black men who are not saying anything. They're not even looking at me. So I told told the Asian manager, I was like, well, look, man, you ain't got to trip on her like that. There's no reason to talk to her like that in front of us. He was like, well, this, that, and other. Mm-hmm. I said, if it's a job-related issue, you take it in the back and deal with it. You don't deal with it in front of us and disrespect that young woman. That's, that could be my daughter. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that is my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Little things like mm-hmm. that, that's part of that flame. You know what I mean? Because what I did mm-hmm. for that sister might entice her to stand up for, for a bigger situation in her time. You know what I mean? We have really right. got to fan this flame. We we can't be afraid to fan the flame now because it's obvious. We already know we can't do this while black can't do that while black can't do it. So hell, we ain't really got nothing else to lose here. You know what I mean? Mm. We got to take you know what, this moment and we got to organize. You said something when you're t- when you're talking about uh, you know um, the way that that Asian talk to the sister, the little young sister who is working that job and like you said, a little gas station job or something and a lot of times they call those entry level positions, meaning that that is just simply a job that breaks you in for the larger workforce you usually, traditionally you find younger people working those type of jobs to introduce them to the working world. Now unfortunately with the economy and things as it is anything goes, you'll find them 150 years old flipping burgers Anything goes. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. But I said all that to say that <clears throat> talking to that young girl like that, like she was a nobody, 
isn't this what we find kind of sort of semi happening with this potential uprising taking place when we find the white left or the white liberals begin to be the spokesman for the movement and then allegedly, uh, not allegedly, and them being spokesmen for the movement and tying it just directly to a human rights violation and not it, – it, 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 it almost seems to me like they're trying to take the sting out of it being a racist situation. Yeah, because – Like they don't want to address indeed. the real issue. Okay, talk to us about it. I mean, psychologically, and somebody brought this to my attention, an elder told me that this really – this issue of them killing us is them trying to rid themselves of guilt. If you're not there, we ain't got to ever talk about this again. So let's get rid of all of them. Damn. So, of course, yeah. Damn. You know, that's real. Right. And, and that, that's so real. Yeah. And I was like, and what you said to that fact, yeah, they're going to take that steam and put it in their camp and get it away from our camp because these so-called leftists or liberals are working on eradicating their racism, eradicating their hate of us and everything allotted to us and their acceptance of white privilege, but they're doing it in a non uh how can a non honest way. They wanna attack the problem and say, Well I'm a victim too. No, you're not a victim. I'm you know if anything, black folks are victims, <laughs> not you. We we the guy there, but you you part of the victimizing you know but because you didn't get your cut of the booty, you didn't get your cut of the that's what we gotta understand. There's a difference between a rebel and a revolutionary. These fucking liberals are rebels, man. And a rebel is someone who is mad because they didn't get their share of the pot. You know, mm-hmm. they want their share of the pot, mm-hmm. their share of the loot. You know, they're not fighting for mm-hmm. their lives. They're fighting to get attention because they don't like daddy. Or they got a problem mommy. Or somebody cut them out the will. Right. Or they're doing this to get back at their parents, and they're going against the institution for now. See, but, but the black mm-hmm. the black movement is at fault because we don't want to call it because we still feel like we need these allies. We feel like we need this. Yeah. And I'm going to be very clear across the board because, you know, I don't cut my teeth with nobody. And this is real because mm-hmm. we're at war. Our babies, our very existence as African people is on the line. If we're not careful, right. this can right. set a trend for us to be wiped out indiscriminately. Now, people say, well, we're already being wiped out. No, when I say wiped out, I mean, like, walk up the street, bust you in your head, and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's with, with that talk. being said, we got to understand, like, we got to lay the line like any other battlefield. Our brown, I'm going to keep it real, the brown comrades. I love our brown brothers and sisters, our Latino and Latina brothers and sisters, to stand in solidarity with us. But before you stand in solidarity with this struggle, I'm going to need y'all to tell some of your peoples in California to stop killing my people. I'm going to need you to tell, you, I'm gonna need you you to tell your people that. in the pens to stop banging on my people in the pens because we in the same situation. Show me where your alliance comes from. I'm from the street, and I'm from the hood, so alliances are based on favor. Show me through your action that you're serious about helping me. Don't tell me. I know what the Brown Beret did. I know what the Young Lords did. They showed their true alliance to black struggle. Now it's time to us to cash that check again. You know what I mean? Don't come up as a white liberal just tell me you down with me. No, I know what the Weather Underground did. I know what the young patriots did, and I love them for what they did. Now it's your turn as the new white liberal to to cash in and show me how you really get down. I want you to form a line in front of the black people, and you take the blows from the police while the black people are safe. 
That's what the Weather well, Underground they did. That. They they put themselves they actually, in line. They actually, they actually. I like this brother. This brother telling like it is. Yeah, they actually, they actually did that in law. They actually formed a line against between, uh, between themselves and the police, shooting on uh, the black protesters. I don't know how I felt about that. I had my mixed, I had my mixed feelings. Uh, about all if of this organized here's one of the reasons I, I had a problem with it. It's because, you know, when we look at the time when the weather underground did it, uh and things of that nature, I I think there was a lot more political education going on in the black community. Mm-hmm. If not directly if not directly, like if they didn't join the Black Panthers or some other progressive black organization and was sitting somewhere getting direct political education indirectly by their social interaction with people uh, who were conscious and also just it was so they were so influential that the music reflected it the trust reflected it everything just reflected an awareness and a pride in being black so you know Kind of working with these white revolutionaries, I don't think was as big of a danger as it is now with almost a complete lack of identity or anything reflecting something that is you, you, uniquely your own and separates you from white America. One of the things I like yeah, what you I said agree, is agree. because if, if, if you're serious about your struggle, if you're serious about freedom, if you're serious about the injustice and the inhumane treatment being uh, perpetrated against black people even, about from your people, then go to your people. Stop coming to right. our movements thinking you have to direct us, that you're going to enlighten us. It's, it's, it's almost insulting. Like, you know, we better direct them, we better guide them and aid them and show them the best way. If you want to advise, that's one thing. If you want to, you know, but to think that you have to lead the movement, and it almost makes me suspicious because one of the things that I have seen a lack of, and I see you, Carl, I'm coming to you. I am coming to you. One of the things I see a lack of, uh, which we're going to speak on, is us controlling the narrative. When I'm watching right. the media, I see the difference between their reporting and our reporting. You know, their reporting is they're talking to these white people who have a game plan. They, this is a human rights violation. Oh, my God, it's not a black and white thing. How could, you know, have we lost our humanity and all of this type of stuff? And then when it comes to watching the information I'm getting from us, it's the lie that you Niggas running the throwing glasses. There's no narrative. There's no real order to it. There's nothing, even we're not even utilizing their instrument to really be either be mm-hmm. information-oriented, uh, to be informative, or to be instructional. Shaka, let me go to this uh, caller real quick. Indeed. Let's see. Uh, 2302, you're on the line. Peace, Wakusu. Black Power, Peace, Sam. Wakusu. Black power, man. Black first, always. Um, I want to Indeed. speak on that controlling the narrative piece. Mm-hmm. That is the order of the day. Um, I've been seeing. I'm in Atlanta, and I've been seeing how the you have officers 
around the country and officials around the country coming out, quote unquote, in support of we the people, we the black people, all of a sudden. And we know why that is, because the knee is on their neck, right? Right, right, But then you have, in Atlanta, you have people that a lot of us respect. They're coming out saying, like like the mayor, then you have your killer Mike and, and others coming out saying, this isn't the Atlanta they know. Because we're mad as hell. And they're trying to dictate how we express our anger here. Because it's not the Atlanta they know. And those are the talking points that I'm hearing across the board. So it's, it's like kind of flipped, where we have the other folk, they're in support, supposedly. But then people that look like us and supposedly been fighting on our behalf, they're saying otherwise. Trying yeah. to trip us up. Everybody. And that is... Yeah. That is the the not controlling the narrative if we let them get away with it. Everybody, you know what, and that's heavy, and I really appreciate that, man, because that that is so deep, you know, because everybody has an agenda, but we the people. Uh, like you said, those white people jumping in, uh, you know, speaking and being these great white saviors, as they've always tried to do through history, are controlling the narrative because they have vested interest in America and the maintenance of America. They acquiesce a little to maintain white privilege and white uh, white entitlement. You know, but we're, we're like Malcolm on that. Malcolm said, if you got a knife in my back, don't remove, move it out three inches and tell me I'm making progress. Take the knife out. So these are the people that want to measure the progress, these white people. Then you have these Negroes, which is amazing that they don't know whether this text is fact or fictional. It serves a purpose, especially for this point of discussion here. And I'm talking about the Willie Lynch facts. They don't know how they are really promoters of the Willie Lynch philosophy about this ain't our Atlanta, this ain't, this the black cause. Like my brother Shaka said about George Floyd, rest in peace. And our condolences to the family, but yo, this is a bigger cause. So don't go to telling us about the plantation of Atlanta. It's different from the plantation of Minneapolis. The reason there's nothing up in Atlanta is because they feel the pain of the plant on the plantation of Atlanta, like the slaves that feel it in Minneapolis. That's why they snap it. They've had the knee on the neck. Fortunately enough for them, the the, the pig got up two seconds before death. Some of us just famous. I know some of us been in this situation like, Lord, Lord, I ain't going to make it through this. Those of us revolutionary, but shocked. you know you'd have been there. Got your arm twisted yeah, in an unbelievable position. I didn't even know right, my right. body limbs twisted in some of the way that I should be a yoga <laughs> instructor. <laughs> they had me down with talking. For real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been in them. And I'm not. And I'm not belittling to George Floyd, but I have been in where I really question, like, I, 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 Lord, Allah, oh, Allah, oh, I've become very religious, I've had those times, I think I'm blacking out, I don't, right. think, I don't think I'm going to make it through this one, and praise God, I, you know, he just get up off of me, just get up, like, oh. you know, so, nationally, we're feeling that pain, so don't come with us, and, and I like killing Mike, that's my guy. I ain't going to say I know him like we can't get to hang out. But we've 
brushed elbows and been in some of the same circles. He's very intelligent. You know, but he, he, some of the things he said throughout his career, I've questioned. I've questioned as a revolutionary. This is why it's important to know the difference between revolutionaries and radicals, just very radical inter- integrationists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He'd be a radical integrationist. So, Killer Mike, I'll do respect, but don't come pushing that Willie Lynch. Ain't no Atlanta you know over anywhere else. The same king that you're quoting also said an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. It's everywhere. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know so if, they are, if they're just lying. I don't know if they're lying mm-hmm. or just, you know, how we have a short memory or whatever it is. But these folk, um, they're saying that they're from Atlanta, and many of them, we can verify that, right? And mm-hmm. so they're, they're, they're staking their claim. And they want to tell us how to feel about their Atlanta. I'm not from here. But when I came here, I was in high school. And when I was here in high school was when Rodney King happened. I remember when Atlanta was set on fire because people were pissed, I was angry. Yes. That's what happened. But, but you're saying yes. nothing like this has ever happened in Atlanta. Well, I'm not from here, and I remember that. How do you not remember that? And you're, you're older than me, but you, even. You know what they did in Atlanta? What they did in Atlanta, because if you take it back, take it back, like, to, to the 60s. Wait, baby. Atlanta, Atlanta was the, the pot for the intellectual. I mean, a lot of powerful thinkers in our movement came out of Atlanta. It came out of the King camp, including Kwame Torre. So you got that, that element, Rodney King element, but what they did after that is they flooded the people in Atlanta with material goods. This is the new Hollywood now. A black man can spread his wings out here. You can get a little oh, money. Yeah. You can get oh, a house. Yeah. You know, the schools, all of a sudden, all the focus, because I mean, as a young man, the focus was on Howard University and not down here. And all of a sudden, the focus, be, you know, after Bill Cosby, Spellman, Clark Atlanta, that became the focus. And Morehouse. And, and Morehouse. Yeah, Morehouse. Right. So now, yeah. three HBCUs. So all of a sudden, nobody's talking about Howard anymore. Spike Lee focused on Howard. Now it's all down here. So people got comfortable. Hip-hop took off down here. Everything kicked off. So now you have people who had nothing, who have something they feel they need to protect, and they're going to do everything to protect it. And we, in the movement, this goes back to what you were saying earlier, Brother Yanger, one of the things in the movement that we are not doing is we're not separating black achievement from black liberation. It's a difference. You know, you can achieve on a plantation, still, you're still on the plantation. You know what I mean? So we're not knocking the, the black mayors who have risen up here or the black politicians or the black business owners. That's all beautiful. But at the end of the day, while the black business is coming up, while my brother Killer Mike, who I love as an artist, I never met the man, but as an artist, I think he's dope. I'm an artist. He's an artist. He's dope. But while you're making Grammy records, half of Atlanta is being forced out of their homes through gentrification, you know? While we're talking about our Atlanta, nobody's talking about our people in Atlanta who live under I-20. You know what I mean? That's what about right. them? What about the high homeless that we have scattered all in downtown Atlanta? And what's crazy is I'm not, a, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from New York. But I love it here. But let's look at both sides. This is still that city that had a wall separating blacks from whites less than 60 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this, is that, yeah. this is that city where we have Buckhead and all these other areas that were actual plantations.
that still have signs up telling you that this was a plantation. So I mean, right. I understand what they do and why they do it, but I think what we I know what we need to do is give people a refresher course. You're right. The black movement doesn't have a political education. So now this is something that these these revolutionary groups, and again, we're not knocking them. I'm adding a task to their table. Now, all of these people who wrote these great books for us, who have given us great information over the years, now is the time for them to get out on the corner, go out into that rally with a bullhorn, and start educating people on the spot. That's how you organize. You get up in the mix of it and educate right there on the spot. And tell people... You tell them the direction of how this is going. You tell them, like, look, no, we're not going up. This is why we're here. That we we have to do that. You know, our our artists, all the artists out there, where all the songs about the situation. We we I don't need you know I like Brother Ti, but he's the only artist at one time who did anything kind of socially conscious. Why are all these two chains, the futures, on this? And I and they ain't gonna do it until the artist they respect tells them to do it. So we need Killer Mike. You need to put out an album, bro. Instead of preaching to us, you need to use your vocal skills. You might not be able to do it because you got an integrated group. I don't know how they feel about that. But you might be able to use that. We need Andre 3000, Big Boy, all these artists. Atlanta is the home of the artists. Music is revolution. Music is culture. You can't have a you can't have a struggle without a music. They go hand in hand. We need to get that right, back in the set. You know, all the, all, all the all the blog cats, you know, I, I listen to all of them. And some of them got very good blog talk radios and video shows and all that Instagram. Everybody needs to be taking that energy and focusing on this situation. Whether you agree with us or not, we all need to be talking about it so that it's on the lips and minds of all our people. Absolutely. I think, you know, at this point, one of my disappointments has been is, when you find protests or demonstrations or any issue that isn't as volatile as this, as isn't as deadly or, or, or contains as much potential to turn into some real stuff as this one, you find all of our defense mechanisms in the pictures. I mean, Negroes right. be suited and booted tactical down. I have yet to see one, and I could be wrong, listen. I'm a Muslim, so I'm saying that I'm not out of the sea area. I'm not the all sea. So I don't see everything. So I'm sure I could have missed a couple. But I would have thought I would have seen at least some photos of our soldiers, our more defense elements, standing out there defending the protesting masses. How have we allowed the uh, pacifists, the integrationists, the white left, white love groups and just people suffering from white guilt in general come and take over. I've seen pictures of white police officers. I've seen pictures of little black girls hugging police officers. Where are all our brothers and sisters that want photo ops? And I don't want to say anybody's scary, but it seems like when shit's real, real, I don't, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not seeing that. I'm not right. telling anyone run out there with your gun and I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, I don't see those uh, photos. And if any time, yeah. then mm-hmm. like now, there's it needs to be. somebody to defend the protesting masses. Yeah. Yeah. We have to get out there, man. You have to get out there in front. And, 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 right. I mean, like I said, 
said, I'm on my way to Louisville. Man, a man was shot down where allegedly someone had opened fire on the police in the National Guard. Allegedly. So they opened fire, killing this brother that was well-known in the community. He, you know, did his barbecue. I believe he cooked up one of those little, you know, the barbecue. He's the barbecue man. Everybody love the barbecue man. You know, and they killed the barbecue man. Trigger happy. One thing I say about what it is forcing these Caucasians to do is to jump to action. The mayor of Louisville fired the police chief the next day. Because not only did they kill the barbecue man, this I didn't see. Let's add insult to injury. They left his body out there for 12 hours. The mayor blamed understaffed for that. Not only should they be charged with the murder of David McAtee, who they killed in Louisville, but they also should be charged with defamation of a corpse. You know, not only do they murder us, they disrespected us. George Floyd urinated on himself, or not urinated on himself, he was dead and urinated and called for his mama. You know what I'm saying? Not only do they murder us, they try to humiliate us. It wasn't just the murder. I don't, with me, when I have seen the photos, I haven't watched the full video. I can't even, man, you know, I can't even watch it. I get that bad. You know, but when what I have seen, what upsets me the most about it isn't so much just the murder of George Floyd. It, it, it almost is, you know, it almost looks like this pig has a sadistic glee. Like, he's really getting all the way off killing this man in front of people. He is a murderer. It's, I think it's right. his sickness that just really disturbs me, you know. Uh, and I, and that I don't get. And one thing I want to talk about on that while we're, we're talking about it. How far do we go when we witness that? You know what I'm saying? Do we still, like, I'm not coming down on the bystanders or the people that were looking. One of our national defensemen, not a, a national uh, director of operations said, hell, they should all sue for traumatic stress. They said everyone right. that was out there that had to witness that should sue the police department for trauma. You know what I'm saying? For mental duress. She said that. I, I thought think, that, was, that was him. I think one of the things we definitely got to do is, I mean, Nobody's going to jump in and intervene until we kill this buddy atmosphere between us and the police. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's hard to jump on your friend, even if your friend is killing your other friend. You know what I mean? Wow. I mean, like, the way, yeah. the way we treat each other is less friendly than the way we treat the police. So if a black man is being assaulted, you are conflicted with, should I jump in because I don't want to be killed? Should I jump in because, hey, they're not that bad? You know, that's the police. You know, no, they're the enemy. And we have to start changing that narrative. Stop okey-doking and laughing and playing with them. I saw a picture today of a cop in riot gear, and he's fist-bumping a little baby. This kid is about three or four, a little toddler. Right. That means that toddler's, right. parent, that toddler's parent was standing right there. I'm not trying to be funny, but somebody needs to slap the shit out of that toddler's parent. And you need to charge that parent with endangering the child, the welfare of a child, because the police are a rogue force and they're very dangerous force. Right, right. You know, I love it. Like that's absolutely. real. Like you know, absolutely. you, you won't let me. Talk. I can't. If I take my child, my toddler around some gangsters, you know, some gangbangers as they call them, you gonna tell me I'm endangering the welfare of my child? 
But I'm taking my you this you exposing your child to rabid murderers. You know? Right. Unhinged murderers. Right. So right. we we gotta change that. Right. We start talking about them for what they are. You know, we're taught that the strongest of us change things with our hands, the weakest of us change it in our hearts. We have to change our view of the enemy in our heart. We don't believe that's our enemy. We get mad when they strike out and we ask questions like why or how come, how could they, you know. Like even what you're saying about the sadistic glare in this pig's eyes when he was killing that brother. And I had to tell people, you're forgetting that the FBI has already told us that white nationalists who are soldiers for the white cause have infiltrated the law enforcement community. So these are not police you're looking at. These are gangbangers who are initiating into a larger gang by getting black blood on their hands the same way that the patty rollers of the past had to kill a slave to prove to their boss that they were capable of being overseers. What the hell has changed? Nothing. Learn your history and we will understand exactly what's going on. Wow. Listen, we have come up down. That's a hell of a way to end the show. <laughs> Learn your history. <laughs> wow. Uh, listen, we've come up on our hour, and I've enjoyed it. This is our first episode of Let's Talk About It, where uh, Brother Shock and I are going to be coming to you. We're going to be coming with the real. We're going to do it every other day. So what's today? Tuesday. So join us Thursday. We want to talk about the administration, man, when, you know, how Trump is some of the things is fanning the flames of this. The picture here taking in front of the church, dispersing protesters with tear gas, uh, the uh, when they loot, we shoot comment that was very reminiscent of, I believe, was the governor of Florida, the mayor of Miami. I think it was the mayor of Miami who had made that statement uh, about black protesters. Just a lot of the overt and convert, con- convert racism and bigotry that's taking place here that's fueling and fanning the flames. Me personally, Here's my little conspiracy, conspiracy theory. My X-Files on it is I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to fan some type of racial uh, war, for lack of better words, or some disruption to be able to do what he's doing now, declare martial law and put a postponement on the 2020 elections because he has screwed up. He's out here. But we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Let's have Shaka, you game? We back Thursday or what? Hey, okay, Thursday definitely. is back, We're and back for, for the listeners out there, check me out, Facebook, this is the other half of this show, but we, we, we'll be live Thursday, I'm going to be out there on location talking to people, so we can probably get some direct input to the show, What time? and I will be tuning, uh, I'll be out there about, uh, about 3, 4 o'clock, you know, just milling around, talking to people, you know, as the show starts, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick around, you know. And uh, we can do the rest of the okay. show. Okay. Okay. So listen, man. Check my man Shock out Thursday around three or four o'clock. He's gonna be live, bringing even further more. And that's how we get down. Very introspective show. Not only just hitting you with that. We're gonna we're gonna get in depth with it. So check him out. Check out the live. If you're my Facebook friend, check out Yang. We'll do a watch party. I'll share it. You right, can uh, right. check me out, man. And what you have to have to say. And then come back. We'll bring all of that juice and power and energy to the show. And we'll get to the bottom of it. Thank everybody for listening, man. Spending taking this time to get some of this PE, get some of this political education. I know there's things you could have been doing on this Tuesday night, but I appreciate you spending it with us. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Check you out Thursday at 8. 
with that, man, I leave you as I always greet you. That's what Wakusu, wake up, clean up, stand up, all powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power. Thank you.